Blog Talk Radio. I gotta let my intro play first. I gotta let my intro play first. Mental Radio Show Where you will be activated in God With your host Apostle Rosalind Solomon Every Thursday at 7pm Eastern Standard Time Be blessed Good evening again, Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon, and this is part two of the Phantom and Possession. Uh, When I told you guys to wait a minute and I would be right back, I came right back. I did not know for 35 minutes the enemy blanked me out because this 35 minutes that I was teaching was something very seriously supernatural that you all needed to hear, and he blanked me out. So what I'm doing now is I am doing part two for the next hour, and I'm also on Periscope, letting them hear part two as well. We have 30-something people listening. I don't know where the other 1,300-something people at, maybe on somebody else's scope, okay? (laughs) So we're going to do this show. So um, here we go. So those of you who heard the radio, the first part, you already know where I left off. Those of you that did not hear it yet, uh, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash prophetic mantle show, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash prophetic mantle radio show, or you can go to the Facebook prophetic mantle or Rosalind Solomon and see the links there or on my blogs, www.get-2-7.com or prophetessrosalindsolomon.blogspot.com because both of them have the radio thing on it. It's at the bottom. You click on it, you can listen to the show right on the blog. Okay, so here we go. I left off at the part where how Yeshua has taken people to see hell and Yeshua has taken people to heaven because he's taken me to both. And I learned what I'm about to, this part of the teaching, what I'm going to teach you, I learned from the book of Barak, book three, right? So in that book, it says that Yeshua comes to hell, but it doesn't say how often he does it. It just says he comes to hell, and he gives them a refresher. And so when I read it and I prayed, and I was like, God, this can't be real. He Does, does Yeshua really do this? And God said, yes, he does. What he does is, whenever he does it, he goes to hell and gives them a refresher. Now, we know that one day in heaven is a thousand days on the earth. So he gives them a one-day refresher where they get no punishment, they get to eat, they get no pain, they get their thirst quenched by the living water, and he talks to them and he communes with them for this one day of refresher. This is amazing. This shows how much God really loves us, guys. 
And if you don't believe this, please go and pray and confirm it because it's in the book of Barak 3, all right? So I, I, I was teaching that before we got cut off, okay? So now here's the rest of the teaching about the soul. Now, I left off telling y'all about how the soul can, I got to remember, hold on. Okay, this was the next part I was going to teach y'all. When a when a spirit has okay when a spirit has entered a human being, he immediately explores that person's heart. The spirit soon knows the person's weakness and begins to breathe in his evil inclination, wishes, and desires. When these are accepted by the heart with approval, the evil spirit remains quietly as an observer to see how such a human being gradually, in accordance with the hellish inspirations, begins to act. So what that means is this. When demons enter into a person's body, they first go inside the soul, you know, look in the soul, and they look in the heart, and they see all the sins and the weaknesses, and they latch on to that. And that's how they start to control the person. So now when the human being has significantly fulfilled the will of the evil spirit that's in it, then this spirit usually causes a deadly element in the flesh. Through this evil spirit seeks to wreck the corrupt soul as quickly as possible from the physical body and deliver it as a booty to the Lord. Booty means to, to give something that does not belong to you. You could Google that and, and find that out, okay? So now, however, the outcome is never in accordance with the plan of such a spirit. As soon as the soul leaves the flesh, which and we know the soul is a she, whether it's good or evil, she, the soul, will always be received by angels. Like I taught y'all before, when a person dies, the angels receive them and show them their what they did on the earth, and I'm going to tell you how. The evil spirit will be se- severely disciplined and returned to his master when he will receive another very severe punishment, and such a failure will not be sent back anytime soon. So basically, when a person dies, the spirits have to have to leave their body, leave the person's body, and go back to Satan to receive punishment. Now, the soul with her inherited spirit is placed by angels into a state that the soul can gradually recognize how they conducted their life on earth. So the angel has to put the soul into a state and slowly let them see how they live their life because if they try to let them see how they live their life all at one time, it could be detrimental to the spirit, right? Okay, so now if the soul is willing to convert, the soul will go higher and higher. Should the soul be obstinate, it will lead her to more deeply downwards and thence to severe punishment. So now when a soul dies, depending on the soul, so let's say it was a righteous soul, right, or an innocent soul, they can actually have the chance to bypass hell and go higher up to God. But what happens is they still get a punishment. They go back to God. They cannot be reincarnated again until they're trained. They cannot sit on God's governmental bench and renegotiate a covenant until they're trained. Most souls, when they die and they realize, all what happens is when you die, you remember everything about yourself from heaven. You remember all the stuff you had. And so when they realize it, they realize they messed up and they have to come back. And then they want to come back right away. They don't even want to see God. They want to come right back. 
but God, as a punishment, does not let them come right back. He lets he they have to go through training and then come back to Him, and then He lets them come back. So there are some people that will actually bypass hell if they choose to. Now, if you was a witch, a warlock, or whatever, and you believed in the paradise, um. That Satan tells you about, and witches and all of them, they go back and forth in the marine kingdom, which is a spiritual kingdom, and it looks like a city. It looks like earth. So they believe that this is where they're going to be when they die. So what happens is, hold on. So what happens, so what happens is, so what happens is um, when the angels Give them an opportunity to go back up higher. They refuse and say they want to go to hell because they believe it's paradise. Now Satan isn't lying to them. When heaven and when 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 Yah went down there and got all his people, it says heaven. It says hell enlarged itself. It never said that paradise was destroyed. Abraham's bosom. So paradise became part of hell. So Satan's not lying. There really is a paradise there, but he makes them think that's where they're going to be. So a lot of these witches and these dead souls that were evil, they will choose hell. Then when they get there and they find out, they see that Satan lied to them, in some rare instances, they can call on to God. He will hear them and send angels and take them out and put them in the lower level. Now, mind you, the lower level is very hard to be in as well. There's no, there's no, you don't burn up. Your body parts aren't taken apart. You're not punished, but it's very hard to live there. And I know this sounds insane, but this is true. So some souls actually can have a choice to bypass hell. It depends on who you were with God. And if the soul decides to bypass hell, they go to the lower level, and they have to stay there. So now I'm about to explain this to you. I teach you all the time that we are all allotted souls. When we come from the heavens, we come from a group of souls. It could be like a group 100 to 500, right? And a lot of those souls have failed their mission. And they're in the lower level of heaven. Some of them can't even reincarnate because of their failure on the earth. But because we were allotted to, in a group of souls, you may come back. You may make it back to God, and God will say to you, but I need you to come back not just to save the souls on the earth, but to save your brothers in the lower level because they can't come up to reincarnate. So God could say when you're born, you'll be a quadriplegic or you'll be mentally ill or you'll be epileptic or you, you'll be blind or you'll be deaf or you're born with no arms, no legs, or you'll be a quadriplegic or you'll be crippled and you'll suffer on this earth for X amount of time. And your suffering will help bring your brothers and sisters who were allotted to you from the time you left, bring it will bring them back out of the lower level back up to me, and I will assure that you will be brought back to me as well. I hope you guys understand that. So listen, just like on the earth we go and we preach to other souls and, and we bring them into the knowledge of God and Yeshua Jesus and we shift their life and bring them into the kingdom. When we left the kingdom, we left in groups and we were responsible for our brothers just like on the earth. So when some of them can't make it back and they wind up in the lower levels, some some of us have to be reincarnated again and, and, and go through suffering. And then even if you come back with all your parts, you're, you're, you see, you hear, you, you'll suffer on earth. You'll be dealing with demons, being almost murdered. You could be sick. 
Anything can happen to you. So any part, anything that we suffer for, it is be, it is for the greater good of the kingdom. It is for other souls, just like when Yah walked the earth. He suffered. He took all the lashes. He died. He got on the tree. He died for us. He suffered for the souls to live. And 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 he said that we would have to do greater things to him. So we have to suffer for souls to make it back home to the ones that's in the lower level. Many people on this earth, God said, who are Christians, made it to him, but volunteered to come back to do just that, to help our brothers and sisters who was allotted to come with us, that we were responsible for each other, to help them come back so they can reincarnate again. And um, like I told you earlier, that Disney movie called Soul, the Lord said that we can go and watch that cartoon because that cartoon is going to have a lot of truth in it, a lot of stuff that I've been telling y'all. You, you're going to see it in that in that cartoon. So I know this is kind of hard to ingest. That's why you need to go and pray to God. And first, the book of Barak 3, the Lord, you know, normally I share with y'all how to find books and stuff, but God said he didn't want me to share this. He wanted to lead people to this book like he led it to me. It has 85% truth and 15% error. So search for it like I did. <laughs> now, the soul um, with her inherited spirit is placed by the angel into such a state that the soul gradually remembers and recognizes how the soul conducted their life on the earth. Now, if she, the soul, is willing to convert, she will go higher and higher. Should she be obstinate, it will lead her more deeply downward. Now, higher and higher means to to become uh, to be reincarnated. Now, should so now should not the soul return? She may freely, in accordance with her own will, proceed on a trial run into to hell. Should the soul like it there, she may then remain there in accordance with her inclination. Should the soul not like it there, the soul may return. Now, this occurs rarely. However, since hell is filled with all kinds of promising enticements, these are countless deceptions for bringing the soul closer to the actual being of Satan so that she, the soul, may become a part of Satan entirely in concurring with him. So now, in rare occurrences, if a soul decides to go to hell and they go down there and they find out Satan lied to them, they could call out to God and he'll come and get them and put them in the lower level. This only happens every blue moon, right? So now, I'm going to teach you the real purpose why Satan wants you in, in his kingdom. He just doesn't want us in his kingdom to get our, get our inheritance and to get our riches and to get, you know, the things that God has given us. He wants us to be able to become a part of him entirely, like to actually become a part of him. He wants our being to become a part of his being. The only way he can do that is to get your soul and spirit in hell because when you die, your soul and spirit becomes one. So when you get in hell, your spirit is constantly fighting against Satan, but 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 Satan is trying to make your soul and spirit weak by the punishment that you get. Let's say um, you used your legs like a prostitute to fornicate. You may only burn from your foot to your knees. Let's say you used your waist to your to your knees to sin. You'll only burn from your waist to your knees. Now let's say you use from your neck down. You'll only burn there, but if you use your whole body, then your whole body will burn, and it's your conscience that sets you on fire. 
right? But you also um, like um, all kind. Like I said it in part one, so you go. You have to go listen to that. The things that they did to you down there. So Satan's mission is to get you in hellfire, so that he can make your soul and your spirit become one being in him. And if he does that, you'll never see God. This is why the Bible say that some of the righteous will be in the everlasting furnace. It's a furnace with everlasting free fall, meaning they'll be falling and falling and falling. God's not going to kill any spirit. Any spirit that doesn't want to hear to him will just be falling, falling, falling forever. Read Revelation. It's, it's there. It tells you that, okay? So, so if Satan could get your soul and your spirit, if you go to hell, if he could get your soul and spirit to become one with him, you lose heaven completely. So this is what God means about why the, some of the righteous will be in with the fallen ones, because they're going to become one being. So what happens is, listen to this, a lot of times this will never happen because every soul contains her own spirit, and she cannot detach herself from the spirit. This pure spirit of God is the opposite of Satan's spirit. So when such a soul wants to get closer to Satan, the spirit within the soul opposes the spirit. As a judge imposes punishment and torments the soul like an into fire. Through this torment, the soul is removed as far from Satan as possible so that the soul may better itself. If the soul continues to better itself, it becomes easier and easier for the soul to... um, for the soul to draw closer to purity of inheritance of the spirit. So what happens is when person's in hell and the soul is going through all this rigorous punishment and stuff, and the soul is, and the reason for this is because the soul wants to be one with Satan and the spirit opposes it. So the more the soul wants to be of Satan, the more the spirit and the conscience of the spirit imposes punishment on the person in hellfire. Isn't that amazing? So now, if Satan keep now, you know how Satan keep bothering us on the earth. Lots of people get worn out and they give up and they backslide, or they die, or they kill themselves. Right? He does the same thing to you in hell. He punishes your soul a billion times harder to weaken your soul and to eventually weaken the spirit, so that the spirit and the soul can agree and to and to concur inside of him and become his being. And you're like saying, well, how can they come inside of him? When those of you who pay for my class and who will pay for my class for this Saturday coming, you understand that part. So now, so should the soul improvement continue? And what I mean by that, if the soul can take the punishment without adhering and cohering and giving in to Satan and becoming one, and if she obtains the condition of her spirit, then the soul may reach bliss because this is the difference between bliss and damnation. In bliss, the entire soul passes over into the spirit, and the spirit is, okay, when the soul decides to not give in to Satan, then the soul becomes one in the spirit. There's no more soul. So when we finally make it to God and everything's said and done, we will be spirit beings like we was before we came here. There, we won't have no soul. We didn't have no soul from Jump Street. God had to give us a soul in order to make us human. When you are born, when you are made in your mother's womb, like I taught you before, God puts the flesh in first, right? And then four weeks later, 
the soul enters. And then eight weeks after that, the spirit enters. So it takes three months. This is why they say a person is not a human being till three months, because the Illuminati knows the powers that should not be. They know the flesh is first. Four weeks later is the soul. Eight weeks after that is the spirit. So it takes three months. So we could not dwell in this human body without a soul, guys. But when we all make it to heaven or, or we in the millennium and it's all said and done, we won't have no more souls. We'll just be spirit beings. You get it? So God only created souls for us when we got ready to come here. We we were he trained us and everything before we came here. And like all the treasures and benefits that await us, we already had those things before we left. But what happens is when you come on the earth and you fail your test, you lose all of your inheritance. So this is why when you wake up in the spirit realm and realize all these things, you want to come back and live your life again and try and live it right so you can get back everything you lost. Wow. That's amazing. When God told me that, I was like, I was like, whoa, this makes so much sense, Daddy. So basically... Being in Shoal, being in hell is a test. It's a test for your spirit to see how strong your spirit is, to see if your spirit can prevent your soul from wanting to concur entirely inside of Satan's being. Because just like he wears us out on the earth, he does it in hell too. See, he wants our soul and spirit to concur in his being, because he knows that's one less spirit that can go back to God. And when I explain to you who he really is and different things about him on Saturday, you will understand what I'm saying. Now, hold on. Now, but since the spirit within has, since the spirit within the soul has the opposite popularity, the spirit practices the counterforce, which repels the soul severely from Satan. Um, the, clo- the closer a soul comes to the being of Satan, the more severe the effects of the spirit, uh, the effects of the spirit within her toward the spirit of Satan. This reaction is very painful and feeling for the soul. So what that means is, while the soul is going through so much punishment, it still yearns for the devil. And the more the soul yearns for the devil in hell, the more punishment the spirit and the conscience of the spirit places among the soul. You get it? So the spirit's whole mission is to keep the soul from wanting to be one with Satan on the earth and in Shoel. So even when a person is in Shoel, they're going through a test. Even when a person doesn't show well, the spirit is still fighting against the devil like we do on the earth. And the more the soul wants to join near to Satan, the more punishment the soul gets from the spirit. Just like on the earth. That's why people get sick. Sometimes a per- they can't find a cure for it. They can't help them. Some people die from cancer, uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, kidney failure. It's your own spirit afflicting you. Because your spirit is the one that carries your conscience. And in the afterlife, your conscience judges you, and your conscience judges you on the earth. This is why people get sick 
They get impoverished. All kinds of stuff happen to them. Generational curses because your own spirit, your own family spirit, your own individual spirit is afflicting these punishments on you to keep you from being a being with Satan. Amazing. Your spirit is powerful. Your spirit is powerful. You need to talk to yourself. You need to bite. You need to be like my soul. Hear me, my soul, the core of my soul, hear me. Intertwine and draw off of my spirit. And my spirit, pour into my soul and allow my soul to become one with you and remove the flesh that's between us so that we can make it back to the bosom of God and we can become the spirit that we once was. Because, God, when we was a God, we was all spirits. We didn't have no souls. Animals that's in heaven, they didn't have no souls. We need souls to survive on the earth because the soul is part of the flesh. If we don't have a soul, we can't live. This is why you got clones out here, right? They ain't got no soul. They got a spirit. Why they don't got a soul? Because God's the only one who can make a soul. Satan can make a spirit. You're going to learn that Saturday. Satan can make a spirit, but Satan can't make a soul. See, that's the secret God never taught him. God taught him how to make a spirit, but God never taught him how to make a soul. So this is why you got half, you got shapeshifters, half demon, half spirit, because Satan know how to create a spirit. See, I ain't know that. Satan know how to create a spirit, but he don't know how to create a soul. Thank God he don't know how to create a soul, because if he did, we would be in some serious trouble. Serious trouble. So even in hell we being tested. Even in hell we fighting for ourselves. We fighting for our spirit to live, to make it to God. It don't stop. I told you God said we ain't delivered till we get to him. He delivers every day. Now, from this description, you may form the proper idea of the nature of hell and of Satan's practices. It is, of course, not the only method by which Satan attempts to capture souls for himself through his cohorts. Should these spirits be of a better kind, they will not be interfered with to take into the possession the flesh of these human beings are carefully protected and are guarded in the heart from um, insinuations. Now, if a Spirit from hell who is less wicked wants to do something good, then he may partake of the grace and mercy from God which such an innocent human being enjoys should such a spirit behave improperly and carry all kinds of foul play in the body which he causes to be possessed. Uh, uh, he, he will be either cast out or quieted. So what I'm saying is this. This going to shock y'all. There are people on this earth who do bad things. And God wants them to bypass Shoel. He don't want God. Sometimes God don't want to reincarnate you. He wants you to stay, right? So there's people on this earth that do bad. Do you know there are good spirits, disembodied spirits that God will allow to get into a living body to help that person's will to want to do good. He doesn't do it that often, but he does it, and sometimes. He will allow up to several disembodied spirits to get into a living body to help that spirit and soul's will to adhere to God so that they can make it to heaven. Now, mind you, these spirits that he lets carnate inside of this body, they also need to make it back from heaven. They back to heaven. They were in the lower levels. 
So if they're successful and they get the spirit's will to be turned to God and this spirit makes it back to God without having to be reincarnated, so will they. Now that really knocked knocked my socks off my foot. <laughs> I said, Daddy, I don't need no I don't need no um um spirits in my body. I'm I'm doing good. <laughs> But he only does that in rare circumstances. Now, also, some people really don't get their demons cast out. A lot of times, I would say 85%, 90% of the time we do. But there's a 10% ratio. Some people demons, God will quiet them. Because if they come out, they'll do a lot of damage to the person. And you say God can heal them. But yet, sometimes God don't always want to heal, heal us that way. Sometimes he just want to keep us whole, right? So sometimes you'll go and get delivered and you think the demons were cast out because, you you know, you're not feeling those symptoms anymore. You're not going through this and that. But the demons sometimes are still in you, but God will quiet it. Yeah, he will do that. He will do that. And I want you guys to go behind me and pray. Now, so I just told you about the several spirits, right? So now if these these good spirits come inside of a person and they decide to do evil will because the person could have demons in them. You got to understand this. When we become spirits, we become superpower. we just as strong as Lucifer. Well, maybe not Lucifer, but we just as strong as the demons. Or maybe we will be as strong as Lucifer because we got Yeshua's power in us, right? Because it says in, in when we come back and, and show show we that, that we can be reincarnated, he's going to try and kill people, and, and we won't be able to die, right? So um, so when these disembodied spirits get in a person, they have to fight against demons. And sometimes the demons in that person could take them over, and they become evil. And what happens is God will remove these disembodied spirits and quiet the demons. Now, um... The angels let those spirits with which they are entrusted let do. Yeah, so they let those spirits that God entrusted into these human beings to let them let these spirits with which they are entrusted to learn through their own experiences. So these disembodied spirits that are sharing a living human's body learn through them through their own experiences. And if they do good, all will make it to God's bosom and don't have to be reincarnated. Now, upon the path of taking possession, the desired results are not achieved most of the time. That is why such permission is only granted once in a while and very seldom for a second time. So if these spirits get in a person and they mess up, God pulls them out immediately, throws them into the lower level, and that's where they will stay until somebody in their group wants to reincarnate for them and suffer. And if nobody in their group wants to reincarnate for them and suffer, then they will be in the lower level forever, for eternity. Yeah? So that is why such permission is only granted once and very seldom for a second time. Then another path is taken, namely the path of judgment, punishment, and pain. A proud soul can endure much. However, when it becomes too unbearable for the soul, the soul turns back for a while. Now, the main evil of the soul consists of the reproach, right? So which the soul makes against her own self as soon as she feels better, when, when a, which arises from Satan's intuitions, they are not a repentance but that the soul lets herself be intimidated and driven back to torment. If the soul had endured the pain, the soul would have become one with Satan's might. 
and the magnesis of the Lord would have come to an end. Like I just told you, if the soul <clears throat> was able to not endure the pain and the spirit got weakened because of the soul, because you know the spirit gets weakened because of the soul on the earth, the same thing can happen in hell. And if this happens and and, and the soul becomes one with Satan, so does the spirit. And the, magnif- and the magnificence of the Lord would have come to an end. Through these delusions, the soul usually returns with even greater wickedness and lower hell. There, there really exist those that will not give up these delusions for a contentious, ever-increasing torment and pain and find, in a way, a triumph in this. When they resist the Lord, even in the greatest of torment, their obstinacy is so great that even the full force of the fire of wrath will not make them turn back to God. But in the days to come, after these spirits have been taken away, they will have to tolerate with their center the voyage and internal uh, fire in, you know, that God talks about in Revelation. So do not be dismayed about being possessed because almost every human being has such guests in their bodies. Why and how we shall learn to understand from from them is a mystery. So everybody, like I said before, we all have had some type of spirits in us. Some people can have disembodied spirits in them right now that God allowed them to get inside of them to help you do good because you needed help. If you didn't get the help you needed, you would still be a candidate of Shoel. <clears throat> you would still belong to Satan. And if you die, you wind up going to hell. So sometimes God will let disembodied spirits that have already died, he will send them back, not as as a human in their own body, but to put them in, in, in our body to, to, to help steer our will well. And this is the God's honest truth, y'all. This, this is the God's honest truth. Because he don't want us to become one with Satan. If you if you go to Shoel and your soul overpowers your spirit like it does on the earth, your soul and your spirit become one. And then your soul is no more. It's just your spirit. And if you are mingled in Satan, he's never going to let you go. And the, manic- and the magnificent of the Lord that was once in you will come to an end. And you'll be thrown in that everlasting burning furnace with him. So now we know why some uh, of God's creations will wind up in the furnace. I used to say to God, your Bible says you're going to, your Bible says not one righteous one shall perish, but you got many righteous ones that shall well. I used to wonder that, and I used to say to him, so so how are any of us going to wind up in the furnace if you said uh, you're going to save your righteous ones? This is how he saves us. He reincarnates us. And then the ones who can't save themselves, that's in the lower level um, that we were allotted to in groups, he asks us to come back. Or we'll volunteer to come back for him. And sometimes we come back with diseases or sick, blind, or deaf, or sometimes we come back whole and healthy. But the, the life we suffer it's for the suffering of the groups that we were allotted to to help them come out of the lower level and make it back to God so they can reincarnate. So we are responsible for our brother's keepers on the earth as well as we are in the heaven. I mean, I mean on the earth as well as we are in the heavens and if you wind up in Shoel. And I am telling you the absolute truth. Now, now all of this I'm telling you, um, a lot of this is not in the book of Barak. This is the stuff that I've learned from God. 
But some of the stuff I told you is in the third book of Barak, um, like the part where, uh, where Yeshua refreshes them for for a day, and he gives them food and water, and he preaches and talks to them, and they don't have punishment. How long that is, I don't know. And God can actually open up Shoel and send an angel and take anybody he wants out of there. Why? Because he's God. He's God. He can do what he want to do. He can do what he want to do. And you see how much we've been taught wrongly, how much we've been lied to. We the people thinking when they die, they're going to hell and they're going to burn forever. And then God going to throw them in the furnace and they beat them more. That would be a cruel God. Why would he create us only to destroy us? He didn't even destroy all those people in Noah's day. A lot of them reincarnated. The only ones that wasn't a part of him was the giants. But all them humans, like two, three million of them, they, they could have been some of us for all we know. They all reincarnated, except for the giants. They, them spirits is working with Lucifer. Anything that God did not create himself does not make it in heaven. God did not create those giants. Although they got half human uh, DNA in them, God did not create them. Man and Satan in them did. So they're not welcome in the kingdom. Many creations that the devil done created with our DNA is not, it's not in our in our kingdom. I have a book called The Seven Levels of Karma. It's on Barnes and Noble. It explains reincarnation. It, it, it explains it. And if you read in Matthew's when they was asking God, asking Yeshua, uh, wait, where's Elijah? I mean, you know, they said they were waiting on Elijah, and when he would come, and Yeshua said, He has already come. You beheaded him. So the only person in the Bible who was beheaded was John the Baptist. So Elijah was once John the Baptist. And in the book of Hebrews 11.1 or 1.11, God says he died for the worlds with an S. So it's other beings that look just like us. And also you need to know that the moon and the earth are twins. The moon is made just like the earth. And it's people living on the moon, guys. It's other spirit beings living on the moon. And sometimes when you die, you don't always go to show well for punishment. You'll go to the moon for punishment because it's very hard to live on the moon. Why you think our government is so enthroned in the moon? They know it's people up there. If you go on Google Earth and you look, you can see cities and streets and roads up there. If you look hard enough. And I know that this teaching is hard for some, well, those of you who are experienced and seasoned with me, it's not hard for you. But a lot of my new followers, it could be hard to digest. So I have a book called The Seven Levels of Karma. It's a hardback book. You just go to Barnes & Noble and put in Apostle Rosal Solomon's books. 28 of them will show up out of 35, and that's one of them. And buy it, and it will start you on your journey about reincarnation. And then I wrote another book, um, your past catches up to you. That's on there too. All right. So this end of the teaching. Um, so those of you who are in the class, and those of you who paid for the class, you, you think this is something? Wait till I teach you. <laughs> you you just gonna be scratching your head and your booty when you read that class. <laughs> and if you haven't paid for the class yet, you can. Um, it's $30. You can cash at me and then go to Prothetic Mantle Facebook page and give me your email. Or if you have my email, email me. Or you could go to 
www.getthat2-7.com or www.protheticvoiceofyeshuasministry, which is in my description box on the blog talk, and it's also in my URL on here. It's just called the Supernatural Class, too, because I already did a Supernatural Class 1, and I'm going to be teaching you four supernatural subjects that you probably might not have never heard, one of them being the teaching about Satan, which I know many probably haven't heard, but some may have, and it's going to shock you, just like this teaching is going to shock you, okay? And I'm going to also, one of the classes I'm going to teach for an hour is called Cardinal and Sexual Pleasure. You're going to get shocked about that one. And one is going to be um, an hour teaching on things about Lucifer you, you may not know. And then one is going to be teaching on altars and how to be delivered from them, and the other one is a mystery teaching. So I'm going to be teaching... <clears throat> Four classes from 6 to 10 Eastern Standard Time on the 21st. And you have up until 4 o'clock to pay. It's just that if you mail it in, and I don't get it by Thursday, um, and let's say I, I go to my P.O. Box that Monday or Tuesday and get it, and your email's in there, I could just send you the access code because it's going to be um, <clears throat> record. It's going to be recorded for a week. So you'll have the access code, the same phone number, but a different access code, you'll be able to listen to it. You'll have up to seven days to listen to it. So if I don't get your mail before the class and I get it after, I could just send you the archives. Or if you pay and you're going to miss it, you would just email me and ask me to send you the archives. The only thing I never really spent much time on is reincarnation. It's all over the scriptures. Yeah, reincarnation is all over the scriptures. Thirty dollars. That's it. It's just thirty bucks, and I'm sending everybody a ten or fifteen page ebook for free. Thirty bucks. That's all it is. It's gonna be on the phone. Like what happens is Thursday or Friday, I'm gonna send everybody the telephone number and the access code, and you'll be able to call at six o'clock on Saturday and listen for four hours. But if you miss the class. I will send you the access code. But if you're in the class, I'm not sending it to you, even if you're late. That's not my problem. But if you miss the class, I will send you the access code, and you can listen to it. But it's only for people in America. I can't accommodate um, abroad like I do all the other classes. I'm not I'm not doing that this time. So it's just for America. Yes, it is. Yeshua told everybody, they asked him, when will Elijah come? Yeshua said, he has already come, you have beheaded him. So Yeshua was telling them that Elijah the prophet was John the Baptist. And there's other scriptures in the Bible that talks about it. Also, if you get the Bible called the Sefer, that's 100 bucks with over 2,000 pages, that Bible talks about reincarnation. I also republished the Third Testament that was lost. Uh, it, it's called the, the Secret True Life Bible 1, 2, 3, and 4. They all talk about reincarnation. So, yes, the Bible does talk about reincarnation for that person who I prayed for yesterday and the day before who um, just said that. When the blind man got healed, they asked, was the born, born blind because of his sin? Sometimes everybody's not always born or everybody's not always born because of their sin. Many people when they come back 
they are they do come back with certain things, abnormalities because of their sin. But a lot of time when people come back blind and stuff like that, it's because of the karma they left behind or they chose to be to help people in their group to come back. Because the more you suffer for the people in your group, the more of them will be able to reincarnate because we are a brother's keeper. So that verse in the Bible was absolutely true. Yeah, that's why they said, was he born because of his sin? Mm-hmm. It's so many codes in the Bible about reincarnation. You just have to sit down and read the Bible. Most people will tell you, oh, that ain't in the Bible, and then you ask them, do you read the Bible? No. So how are you going to tell somebody it's not in the Bible if you don't read the Bible yourself? Reincarnation is all through the Bible. You just have to have the eyes to hear, I mean, to see the ears to hear and the mind to comprehend it. That's all. Yeah, it really is in there. It talks about the, no, not tribes. We Tribes is on the earth. When you leave heaven, right, when we all got ready to come on heaven, like our ancestors and stuff, could have been us, right, we all was allotted a group of people. So let's say you came here with 500 people. Y'all all supposed to take care of each other. But you all live in different lives. You all reincarnating at the same time because you, you're doing different sins. But let's say a hundred of your your brothers that was in your group is in the lower level of heaven, and they can't reincarnate. But God can ask you to come back to suffer on the earth physically, mentally, or spiritually. And if you agree and come back and you do it and you make it, all hundred of them that's in the lower level will be able to come up higher to God to reincarnate. To reincarnate. Sweetie, um, you need to read the Bible because reincarnation is not an error. You need to read the Bible. You really seriously need the Bible. And you really need to get the Seether at Seether.com. That's another Bible. And it tells you about reincarnation. You can also go to um, Barnes and Nobles. You can also go to um, Barnes and Nobles and um, put in my name, Apostle Rosalind Solomon, and look for the true, true, Secret True Life Bible, the Third Testament. It's one, two, and three, and that talks about reincarnation and lines up with King James. So before you start saying that the Bible is an error, you need to repent because you're saying God's word is an error, and it's not. We are all reincarnated beings. Everybody know it. Muslims know it. The Buddhist people know it. Scientology people know it. The Satanist people know it. Everybody know we reincarnated beings except for Christians. Christians is the only one that don't want to accept the truth. You got videos on YouTube right now where people have been reincarnated and remember their life. You got videos on children on YouTube right now who was reincarnated and remember their life. So go to YouTube and put in children who were reincarnated or put in adults who were reincarnated, and they will tell you things about heaven. And they will tell you, and it will prove to you we're a reincarnated being. Stop thinking after you eat your bonbons, you're going to die and go straight to heaven. Nah, boo. If you wasn't right and you got spots, you coming back. And just about all of us has passed through hell because we are reincarnated beings. So just about all of us have had a stint in hell. So 
So before you start saying something is an error, you need to go and learn about it through the Bibles. And if you think something is an error, you're supposed to go get on your knees and pray. So why don't you go and challenge the word that I'm teaching you and go to our God and say to him, God, show me if this woman is telling the truth about reincarnation or not, and let him show you. I don't expect everybody to believe anything that God tells me, but I do expect you to at least go get on your knees before you start telling me I'm lying or I'm preaching an error. I do expect you to give me enough respect and enough honor to God to go get on your knees and ask him if I'm teaching the truth or not because it's a sorrowful thing for you to die and you learned the truth but you denied it and didn't get on your knees and pray and confirm it with God and he tell you get from before me. Okay, if it sounds like New Age, then we're just going to block you. How about that? Because I'm, I'm fed up with that one. And then the, the, never her. God used me to pray and prophesy for her yesterday and a couple of days ago. The never her. You see how people are? They're so fake. So fake. She believed that word I told her, didn't she, guys? She accepted that deliverance prayer. Now, look, the demon's going to come right back to her because she's dishonoring God's um, servant. And she's dishonoring God by not praying, talking about his new age. So them demons going to come right back to her that God cast out of her. Don't make no sense. Yeah, you see that? Go tell my sound like new. So you know what she just did. She just honored the servant of God, and she dishonored God. So them same demons that God used me to cast out of her, go come right back to her. I ain't cursing her. I'm telling the truth. Because she, she don't even have enough audacity to say, okay, I'll go and pray about it. You going to call me new age? What? Okay. Fine. May God have mercy on her soul. She blocked. She won't be on here no more. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to sit up here and call me new age. You know, if you tell me I'm an error, that's on you. I can accept that, but you ain't going to call me, tell me I'm new age, please. Because I ain't no new age. Yeah. You don't come on here doing that, you block. So now she's going to be judged. And all them demons going to come right back to her. She opened her own self up for that. So may God have mercy on her and deliver her behind. <laughs> all right. So um, this is the um, the end of the teaching, guys, that I wanted to come back and teach part two. All right, so thank you, Blog Talk, for listening in. And we give God all the glory. See you next Thursday with a guest, Prophet. Mother, first, I let my